Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, it's an entire day of That Helps No One. 60 minutes straight of touchdowns that helped absolutely no one in fantasy. It's a tearjerker whoa, whoa, from some whoa, 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 whoa. Adam, Adam, my man, we actually have an entire show to get to here. Do, do you mind? Not at all. Live from Los Angeles, it's NFL Fantasy Live! Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose, the official fantasy football show of the National Football League. James Kell here alongside fantasy sports writer, Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. What a title. Remember, you can always tweet the show at NFL Fantasy on Twitter as well. Get your questions answered in. Never miss our up to the second fantasy news and advice. But Fabs, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, can I get your reaction to uh, their win, their big win on the road? Yeah, (laughs) baby. That's my reaction right there. There you go. They have been good not only on the field, but in fantasy too. So uh, I'm thrilled, although that last interception that Russell Wilson had caused me to lose to Marcus Grant in our league by less than a point. But you'll take it. I'm on cloud nine right now. There you go. Another great week in the NFL, but let's start by talking about the highest scoring fantasy player on Sunday, Cam Newton, against the Bengals, no less. The Bengals and Panthers walked away with a tie, but what a performance by Cam, man. 284 yards passing, 107 yards rushing, three total touchdowns, all this on the road against what is supposed to be one of the league's best defenses. I know, and I had him as a sit-em, and apologies. I had him as a sit-em for the last three weeks, the first two weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that worked out pretty well yesterday eh, not so much and this might have been his yeah. toughest matchup on paper so on the road I don't know that Cam is going to do this every single week right. but it sure was nice to see him well all that rushing yardage uh, definitely helped that's Over what 100. we've been missing yes absolutely all right we'll have more news and notes from around the league coming up but first let's talk NFC West Niners Rams in St. Louis Thanks, James. Adam Rank here with the former Raider, Mr. Monday Night himself, Mr. Akbar Baj and Bia Miller. Third consecutive night, these two teams will be going at it, but let's stick to the football. 
You and Jimmy Coe going after it in our NFL Fantasy Live League. You've got Colin Kaepernick going tonight. What are we going to see from him? Well, we better see something big from Colin Kaepernick because I need him to beat James Coe. He's the rookie. I'm not, and I want that one. But I'll tell you why I'm excited about this. When I look at Colin Kaepernick going up against this Rams defense, this is a Ram defense that's not going to put a lot of pressure on Colin Kaepernick. So we know he has the ability to run and get out the pocket like he does there and make some things happen. This Rams defense only has one sack that's for it. the entire season. I mean, if you can't get Just to the one. quarterback and you're going to give Colin Kaepernick, Ka- Kaepernick time to dice you up, he's going to do exactly that. This is going to be a big game for Colin. And Frank Gore is one of these guys that it seems like every single year we're ready to be like, you know what? Watch his time out. is done. But you know what? All he continues to do is put up great stat lines. And if you look at his history against St. Louis – He's had, as you see right there, a rushing touchdown in four consecutive games against this team. And he's just running so strong. He doesn't look like somebody who's been in the league for a long time now. I mean, it seems like forever ago that he was at the University of Miami. But he's just continuing to go out there and put up fantasy points. So, of course, if you're sitting here waiting around on Monday night, waiting for Frank Gore to put up points for you, I like your chances in this game. But one guy we have a couple of questions about, Vernon Davis. He's been battling some injuries, but the reports have been pretty positive. Let's say he plays tonight. What can we expect from him? A healthy Vernon Davis going up against the linebackers and the safeties for the St. Louis Rams. I'm going to take Vernon Davis all day. Vernon Davis, athletic. He's a wide receiver trapped in a tight end's body but doesn't even really look like a tight end because he's the fastest guy on the team. What am I saying? What I'm saying is he's going to be able to expose the holes in this defense in the zone. He's so smart in the way he fits into this offense. Vernon Davis, he'll have a big game as well. You can count on him. And by the way, I have Frank Gore, too, going up against. Look at you stacking the deck with all the 49ers. Here are our projections. I was a little bit more generous to Kaepernick. I like how you're trying to be a little bit humble. Trying to be, uh, I don't want to be too greedy with the points you're expecting. I'll accept Frank Gore 20 points. 20 points. Is that 200 yards or is that that, 140 yards and a touchdown? Whatever the math is and a touchdown. Whatever the math is is and a touchdown. All right, let's go to the other side of the football. And there have been some interesting developments here with the 49ers. What about the quarterback? He seems a little bit interesting. Uh, Austin Davis, somebody who kind of came out of nowhere from Southern Miss, how do you like him? Tonight? Well, he didn't come out of nowhere for me. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but I called a lot of his games in college. So I've seen Austin Davis as a young lad grow up and proud to see him in the National Football League. Uh, he's got a gunslinger arm. He's got that mentality, and he's had some help around him as well. But I don't know that going up against the 49ers defense, this isn't the week if you're one of those somehow uh, right. fan of – Austin Davis that you're going to play him. He's not a good play in this matchup whatsoever. Maybe he shows some flashes, but that's going to be it. This is a very good 49ers defense. Well, Drew Brees is on a bye. He might have been somebody that you had to go and pick up off the waiver wire. So, again, you're kind of pot committed at this point. Not much you can do. In addition, if you have somebody like Zach Stacy, there's not a lot you can do if you've been waiting around for Monday night. But, again, you're looking at this matchup. I don't particularly like it for Stacy. He's been running pretty well over the last couple of weeks. I know they had a bye week kind of tucked in there, so it's skewing the numbers a little bit. But if you look at him and you look at Benning Cunningham starting to come on a little bit as well, you know, it's it's tough because he's not somebody that you can trust because his offense just isn't that dynamic. It's getting there. I feel at some point this season they will start to get on track because, as you said, Davis is coming on. Stacy will benefit from that. But a guy who's been a true breakout 
Brian Quick. Yeah, he reminds me of the rapper DJ Quick. You remember DJ Quick? No, you don't remember Let DJ Quick. Clear. Is that the guy? <laughs> whoa, whoa, okay, whoa. okay, I see you. All right, well, you know, DJ Quick was never a big-time star, and that's the same thing I look at Brian Quick. Not a big-time star, but very productive. I think he's going to be solid against the 49ers, but nothing to really kind of do backflips over or hope and depend that he's going to win you your fantasy league if you're depending on one more win or so a couple extra points. Brian Quick is not going to be that guy. I don't think that uh, Quick is going to have that game, but he'll 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 do a little something. He'll do a little All shimmy right. shake. A little shake. A I little shimmy shake. Are, this is a situation where I don't really like the matchups. Honestly, if you look at the 49ers fans, the way they travel in bunches, the way they had a huge crowd in Dallas, I expect them to have a huge crowd here in St. Louis where they've had trouble drawing people, at least for the hometown side. So we look at here at our projections, not a, not anybody that you really bullish You are super on. low on Cook. I'm You're a, super low. He's for. burned me way too many times, and it's disappointing, too, because if you had Vernon Davis yep. and you're kind of waiting it out to see if, you know, hey, let's see if, if he plays he's or not. Cook is the guy that you could slide in if Davis can't go. So I'm still not very high on it. But if you did need a sleeper, who are you looking at tonight? There's one guy that I really, really love, and that's Carlos Hyde, the mm-hmm. backup running back for the San Francisco 49 He's shown me some things, especially during the preseason as well. Watching him, I think if they get ahead really quickly in this game like I anticipate mm-hmm. them to, Carl's Hyde slides in and gets you some fantasy points. And if you have Vernon Davis in the flex and let's say he doesn't go, Stevie Johnson's probably available on your waiver wire. He's been pretty good. Kaepernick's been looking his way an awful lot so far this season. I like him a little bit more than Michael Crabtree. He's been more productive. Stevie's had touchdowns in back-to-back games. That leads the team. That just, I love his unorthodox style of how he runs his uh, routes. He's very unorthodox, but I like that. All right, good yep. stuff. Akbar, now remember. That's it for our Monday night preview for week six. But be sure to check out NFL Fantasy Live again tonight after the Monday night football game where Akbar and my man Elliot Harrison break down all the 49ers and Rams highlights and any breaking news that comes along the way. And for that, I will send it back to James and Fabs to look at Sunday's major injuries. All right, thank you guys so much. Let's take a quick look at the injury report from week six. Any names jump out on the page here for you? I mean, obviously, Darren Sproles dealing with an MCL there is uh, is a name that uh, a lot of folks are going to keep a close eye on. Victor Cruz also, but let's first talk about Stephen Ridley, who injured his knee in that contest and wasn't having a great fantasy game up mm-hmm. to the point where he got hurt. But now you're looking at Shane Vereen potentially seeing a little more value and either Brandon Bolden or James White moving into that Stephen Ridley role. Hmm, interesting. All right, and in case you missed it last night, Victor Cruz tore a patella tendon in his right knee. It was very sad to see. Cruz suffered the injury, jumping for a ball in the end zone, and was visibly distraught, sobbing as he was being carted off the field. It's likely a season-ending injury for Cruz. As similar injuries have derailed Falcons tackle Sam Baker and Cowboys corner Morris Claiborne for their respective 2014 seasons. The team will likely look to Odell Beckham and Ruben Randall to try and fill that void. All right, more news from Philadelphia. Eagles running back Darren Sproles left Sunday's contest with a knee injury and did not return. Eagles head coach Chip Kelly says it's an MCL sprain. Not good. The Eagles have a bye this week, but he's expected to miss a game or two following that bye. Who is the appropriate pickup here in Philly, if at all? There isn't one. It's LaShawn McCoy and his increased uh, catches and uh, hopefully touches. He will be the guy who's going to be the featured back, much like he was last season. What, no love for Chris Polk? I mean, uh, a good, Sorry, Chris. Uh, no. uh, a good president. Is he a good running back? Uh, no? uh, right, listen, unless you're in a deep league yeah. and you need to handcuff LaShawn McCoy, uh, I don't see one. 
Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, Andre Holmes, Joe Flacco, Derek Carr. This isn't that helps no one. It's our Fantasy Week 6 leaderboard. More from a topsy-turvy week in the NFL. Plus, if you want to dominate your fantasy league, you have to know what the experts are looking for. Get your microscopes ready because we're zooming in on the data that made a difference in week six when NFL Fantasy Live continues. Week six of the NFL is underway. Crowd is alive. Touchdown passes for Joe Flacco. Giovanni Bernard slips through. There goes Bernard. Giovanni Bernard all the way for a touchdown. 89 yards. Cam Newton keeps good hold. Cam Newton and yes. Touchdown Panther. His stature and his power. Manning. Touchdown. It's so easy. Forte to the end zone. Touchdown. Rodgers steps up, buying time, keeps it alive, and touchdown to Randall Cobb. What an amazing play by Aaron Rodgers. I love that we saw Julius Thomas there screaming out, it's so easy. Yeah, it is easy. <laughs> he knows Peyton Manning's his quarterback. That's why. That's, that's crazy. Right. Stuff, the They're playing the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, I think true. that's the takeaway. All right, Sunday's top performers, not exactly who we're used to talking about, but let's take a look at our top ten guys in terms of fantasy scoring from Sunday. He's look at back. all the quarterbacks. Superman. Cam Newton, 34 points on Sunday. Uh, again, Andre Holmes, Derek Carr. I, I mean, really? Uh, what's going on here? Hey, no welcome to club, D Carr. It no was spoiler alert for that helps. It was one of those weeks where the matchups kind of went funky. Yeah. Uh, Fabs, how about Joe Flacco, though? My goodness. Talk how about, about Joe Flacco? What a game. How's this first stat? Okay, he had five touchdown passes in the first half of that game. Yes. That's more than he had had in the last five road games combined. You only Whoa. had three, which is why I didn't like this. But you know what this tells me? What's that? The Buccaneers' defense is really, really bad. And really bad. And it's too bad they're off this week because I tell you to start everybody playing against them. But this doesn't help my view of Flacco at all. Mm. He's still a very inconsistent fantasy quarterback and someone that you really can't trust. But Kudos to him because he had a yes. great game. Well, uh, speak of trust, how about yes, Tom Brady? Is he back in the circle of trust? On behalf of everybody who has stuck with Tom Brady and started him the last two weeks, I say you're welcome. Because it was me finally cutting the cord. The last of the Tom Brady defenders finally giving up on him and releasing him into the wild. Right. Who is a lot. It, it gave him a little bit of a spark. It let him know. He's like, you know what? I got to go back out and I got to start performing again. <laughs> For Adam I did, I did have him in a league where he was, uh, or he, excuse me, he was available. And I looked, he's on the waiver wire, and I, you know, I'm a sucker. I went and I picked him up. I have him now on that team with him and Nick Foles, and I'm thinking about it, and I bet at some point in the future, I'm going to be going to uh, Brady more than I go to Foles. That is bold. All right. It is bold. Akbar, can we go to Oakland? Yeah, yeah, we can. Let's talk about your boy Derek Carr yeah, from Derek, Fresno Derek State. Derek Carr, he sure did look like he was uh, at Fresno State again, right? didn't he? I mean, he was yeah. really playing. Slinging it. I mean, at an all-time high. I mean, when he came out there, that first series, I mean, he set the tempo for this Oakland Raiders offense. But i tell you why he had so much success. He looked good. Not taking anything away from Derek Carr, but when you get Tony Sperano taking over, what ends up happening and why the Chargers were caught off guard 
was because the tendencies change. Mm -hmm. When you go out there and you're preparing for a game plan, you get your game plan notes. There are tendencies that you're aware of on certain situations. Their situational tendencies, they change, and so that caught them off guard. So look at this production. Know that now that they have this on film, you're going to kind of get a beat for what Sperano is going to game plan for. So he's not always going to pit up big, big numbers like this. He still has to grow. I will give Sperano credit for this as well. They ran Derek Carr out of the shotgun a lot, and that was the offense he was used to at Fresno State. Andre Holmes was the beneficiary of many of these passes. Did you see the B-roll? Because Derek Carr had thrown the ball to Andre Holmes a lot. In fact, yes. 20 targets in his last two games. That's a ton. And I know it's hard to trust a Raider. It really is in fantasy or reality, let's be honest. Whoa. But right so now, Holmes is a- <laughs> I said it was hard, not impossible. Oh. Holmes is a guy you now have to pick up in all leagues. And you finished your career someplace else, by the way. I just want to say that. Oh. Holmes is a guy that now needs to be owned in all fantasy football leagues. The Raiders are going to be playing from behind a lot. Derek Carr obviously has a nice rapport going with this guy, so Pick him up and, heck, maybe play him as your three. I trust you, Al. And I did finish my career as a Raider. (laughs) You did? Yeah, 2008. I thought it was Chargers or... No, oh, did you, like, retire as a Raider? They <laughs> brought Raider. you back in. Silver and black. Ah, all day. <laughs> all right, listen, we're going to have more of your top fantasy point scores coming up later on in the show. But for now, let's help you think like a fantasy expert so you can predict the best fantasy plays next week. Remember, each week we look back at those picks. These guys got right, and they explain how they got it right. Here's what Fabs had to say this week about Cordero Patterson. Back in the preseason, if you watched NFL Fantasy Live or NFL Now, you guys knew I loved Cordero Patterson. So this one kind of pains me here because he has not produced good numbers, and you can't play him right now. You've got to sit Cordero Patterson based on his lack of production lately. He's got a tough matchup this week against the Detroit Lions until Patterson turns it around, until they throw him the football on a more consistent basis. Guys, you just can't play Cordero. I mean, this is sort of a no-brainer. This wasn't difficult to predict. Cordero Patterson has been one of the biggest disappointments in fantasy football. And after the game, Mike Zimmer said, we'll throw it to him if he gets open. And I don't like to hear that. What's what's odd about Patterson that he started the season off so well. He had that big stat line in week one. But since he had that 67-yard touchdown run, I mean, the numbers have gone absolutely downhill. 12.7 12.7 points on that one run. One on that run. one run. And since it was a then, gadget play. Since then, he has not had more than 5.6 fantasy points. Dare yeah. I say it, guys? You may want to cut him at this point. I'd rather have Andre Holmes. Does any? Does he hold any trade value in your minds? I think he holds trade value because he's really? still an explosive Really? How long have play. we been trying to make a trade, <laughs> Akbar? I'm, I'm telling you right now, he, there's 10 anybody. weeks left in the season, and we've okay. seen guys turn the season around. I am probably going to hold on as the last believer okay. of Cordero Patterson. All right. Have fun with all that. I like okay. it. <laughs> also last week on NFL Now, our very own Akbar Baja Biamila made a bold prediction about Bengals wide receiver Mohamed Sunu, who filled in admirably – See what I did there, Adam? I like that. For A.J. Green this week. Is he primed for primetime? Oh, absolutely. Mohamed Sanu is primed for primetime. You go back to last year when he stepped up and he had his opportunity, had big games. Mohamed Sanu, a bigger wide receiver, but I think he can handle the load with A.J. Green expected to be out. You think about the, the type of ability he has to stretch the field. 
You knew Sanu was going to ball out. You see what I did there. You see, you like that? But look, Muhammad Sanu, we saw Andy Dalton target him a ton in the previous weeks. Even when A.J. Green was healthy, we saw Sanu going out there, being able to handle his load as the wide receiver. I think Andy Dalton feels very comfortable with Muhammad Sanu, and I trust him on my roster. You pick him up if you have him. If you don't have him, you're bad. Muhammad Sanu, he's going to continue to, to put out these types of numbers. Look at this. I mean, we know that A.J. Green's kind of been dealing with that foot issue uh, since week one, but but you look at some of the targets here. I mean, he's out in week six, and, and Sanu, really the beneficiary here. Well, the targets, 15? That's week crazy. Two, he had four targets. Yeah. And, and, and still the, productive. Still very productive. So even with the, the low amount of targets, he's still being able to be productive, but he stayed consistent. He's the model well, of consistency. Plus, you know, the Panthers aren't the defenses we thought they were going to be. Right. That's a big thing. We'll talk about that a little bit more later on in the show, but that Panther defense a little suspects I don't know if I'd trust that line altogether uh, Fabs when are you on NFL now next uh, tomorrow in and fact, all day and then every day after that <laughs> so I'm on there quite a bit but you're we're a busy busy man on there because you it, find it you there, have, it, lives you there have all it, the time. it lives there we live on NFL now there we you do go. Akbar how about yourself I live on NFL now good answer all right I like it remember with NFL now you can watch the latest news and highlights of all of your fantasy players on all of your fantasy teams and connected devices. Watch for free today at NFL.com slash now. All right, think you know football. Well, think again because it's time to forget a few so-called truths you thought you knew about fantasy. We're busting some 2014 myths coming up. Then we're tossing out the good and breaking down the bad of week six. The disappointing players you need to live with and the ones you need to drop are on the way. This is NFL Fantasy Live. All right, Tuesday, catch an all-new episode of NFL Network's original series, Finding Giants. Take a never-before-seen look inside the life of an NFL scout. All-new Finding Giants, Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. All right, six weeks into the 2014 season, we have enough of a sample size, guys, to officially throw out 2013, mm -hmm. forget about all the preseason misconceptions, and live in the here and now. <laughs> I like that. So we're going to bust a few myths that fantasy owners may still be holding on to. Fabs, how about you? Well, C.J. Spiller should be on your fantasy football team. That's a myth. myth. He should be on the waiver wire. C.J. Spiller has been a massive disappointment. In fact, outside of when he had a good season in 2012, he has done nothing last week. Boy, against the Patriots and their bad run defense, he gave you a big, fat stinker. Negative fantasy points oh. from a running back against a favorable matchup. Spiller, again, outside of 2012, has really been a massive bust at the NFL level. Look at the numbers. In 2012, he averaged over 106 scrimmage yards. He had eight total touchdowns and averaged over 13 fantasy points. The rest of his career, including this season, he's not even averaging seven fantasy points a game. And this year, he's been awful all but that one game in week one where he caught a touchdown pass. Wow, you I would are drop burning right I now. Would drop <laughs> because I want fantasy points. No, and no, I can't no, get I mean, negative you use points. the adjective massive. I mean, massive. <laughs> a massive. I you can pretty much call him a massive been. failure. He has that been. 2012 season, I feel I'm going to sit my my uh, grandkids on my knees someday and tell them, like, no, 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 C.J. Spiller at one point was a well, fine fantasy player. This is player. what I'm saying. But, wait, but, but it'll be like, you, I can't believe that. If there's a good C. running back on your waiver wire right now, cut him, 
uh, Spiller and pick him up. I'm done. Uh, wow. No, no I'm done. upside even for C. You don't see upside in C.J. Spiller. Where? <laughs> We've been looking for it for the last two <laughs> years. Eat it right now. Hasn't been there. Is he? Is he even worth it? Is he even worth Let's get to the root of this. What happened between you and C.J.? Does he owe you money? He cost me a few wins this week. Let's put it that way, Adam. Is he at least worth even a handcuff to Fred Jackson? No, he's no. not. Okay. Hey, Anthony Dixon had more carries. Maybe Dixon is now the handcuff to Fred Jackson. Ooh, I think the Bills okay. are soured on him. Hmm. All right, Adam Rank. How yes, about you? sir. Talk to me well, about defenses. Yeah, I would like to uh, recognize the Seahawks defense. I'd like to congratulate the Dallas Cowboys. They won on the road in Seattle. It's so rare. How rare is it? It hasn't happened since week 16 of 2013. <laughs> Oh, that's right. It's not a big thing to go up to Seattle and put up fantasy <laughs> points to get wins. They were two and two in their last four home games. Okay. They almost they had to go to overtime to beat the the uh, Denver Broncos. So now I look at this. When you're starting to look at these teams about, I can't start these guys against Seattle. That 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 myth is gone. It's done. Teams are going up there and they're getting after the Seahawks. Peyton Manning had a great game. Tony Romo serviceable. We also had some other big defenses where you look at you look at the Panthers, you look at the Bengals, and you think to yourself, you know what, we really can't start. I'm going to sit down. I sat Calvin Benjamin against the Bengals because I mistakenly just thought like, oh no, they're going to the, the Bengals defense is so strong. And uh, Calvin Benjamin sitting on my bench with you know ten what? points. <laughs> you know what number jumps out at me, Akbar? Maybe you can speak to this. Uh, QB points allowed by the Seahawks in 2013. Nine points in 2013. This season. Double, 18 points per game. How do you explain that? Well, I mean, they were missing some pieces. I mean, they did lose some guys, uh, you know, on the defense. I mean, primarily they still have the same group. But I think people are up to and they they understand what the kind of pressure the Seahawks are going to bring. They're not an anomaly. They're not this, you know, this thing out of the sky anymore. You know what you're getting with the Seahawks. So hmm. it's easier to game plan. All right, very good. Rivers had a great game against them on the road. Or no doubt. He was at home. Yes. The Seahawks were on the road. No doubt. All right, uh, Akbar, we're going to stay with you. Uh, we're not talking so much 2013 right. versus 2014, but we'll stay in season. Season. Uh, this idea that LaShawn McCoy is just done. Yeah, that, that, that's just nonsense, as my father would say. This is rubbish. <laughs> it's rubbish. Come on. He's LaShawn McCoy, and you knew at some point he was going to get it. And I'll tell you why he's getting it. Because that offensive line that we know, they went through a lot of injuries. There's a lot of mix and match and bringing different guys in so that unit wasn't together. If you don't know about football, let me explain it to you real quick. The offensive line unit is one of the most important part of the football game because they rely on relationships. There's a certain bond and chemistry that has to be tighter than any other place in football. This group is starting to get it now because of all the injuries. They're starting to gel, and because of that, you saw LaShawn McCoy hitting the edge with confidence. He was hitting the hole with confidence, knowing that the gap was going to be there, and as the season goes on, he's still going to be the LaShawn McCoy you know. So if you traded him, you're bad. If you're not playing him, you're bad. Uh, he averaged almost seven yards per carry in that contest uh, on Sunday night. Hey, listen, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to that uh, Seattle uh, matchup. Right. And, Fab, this will make you happy. Uh, the-, the myth that the Dallas Cowboys defense is the worst we'll, we'll ever see. We've got to play every single uh, offensive player we have against that Dallas defense. Rod Marinelli, coach of the year. It, it just Not hasn't easy. been the case. As a matter of fact, you know, <laughs> I look down at this stat sheet here. The Dallas defense versus quarterbacks is actually the third best in the league. They're only allowing 13 points per game versus wide receivers, second best in the league in terms of fantasy points. They only allow 15 points per game uh, to fantasy wide receivers. 
receivers. That's a mouthful of stats. Let me tell you, yes. these guys are balling, okay? <laughs> I mean, when you look at the there way they're go. coming off the edge, the way they were playing defensively, shedding blockers, I mean, they were getting to that. I was impressed by this Cowboys defense, and I'm not going to lie, I was a hater. I wasn't a believer. Right. They I made me a believer were. in Everybody Seattle. Was. We yeah. Everybody was. Everybody was. Comeback player of the year. I, 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 the, the thing I remember the most is, is in week two, we had Jake Locker versus the Dallas defense, and everybody Why? was Why saying, we're talking was, about living in the now. Everybody Live was talking now. about play Jake Locker because the Dallas defense is bad. They're shoddy. you got to play against him. But it just hasn't worked out that way. They've played way over their heads, and they look fabulous. Everyone has been wrong, including me, and I'm a Cowboys fan, about this defense yes. and about this team. Jerry Jones, kudos, my man. There you go. Yeah, straight up love to my boy Barry Church, too. Bring there the wood. you go. Absolutely. Congratulations on your October championship. <laughs> Stopping you. All right, we're diving to the rest of Sunday's top performers to help you set your lineups for the rest of the regular season. More of our Sunday stars are on the way. But first, we'll recap all the action from Sunday's grudge match in the city of brotherly love. NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose is coming back right after this. All right, coming up, there are tumbleweeds a-blowing through fantasy land. Some of our top draft picks just packed up and moved on. We're searching for prime real estate in the ghost town that is our fantasy teams. And if you need help on the waiver wire, and who doesn't, right? Well, see who our experts would take if they had the number one waiver priority for week seven. And it's the best and worst uh, four words in fantasy. That helped no one. Another rousing edition of THNO is coming up. This is NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. All right, let's take a look. NFC East battle. Giants, Eagles. And this one kind of sort of got away from the Giants early and often. First this quarter escalated here. quickly. This escalated quickly indeed. Foles to Zachary Ertz, a 16-yard touchdown. I see you going Made for the Super Bowl. What a to nothing. What a catch. What a nice throw. Catch. Good pitch. What a play. <laughs> he, can be, he can be so accurate sometimes. Oh, it's Sean McCoy, right? He's, uh, he's done right off mark. No, he's not no. done. Look at the no, way he got that edge. Come on, man. 28 yards there. He'd have 149 rushing yards on the day. A pretty good day for him. Third quarter now. How about Dan Scrolls? Quick. Picking. And choosing his way into the end zone. He made it 27 to nothing there. Sproles, remember, left the game later with an MCL injury, but the Eagles would go on to win. 27 to nothing. They are now 5 and 0. Oh. All right, let's take a look at the board here of some of your top performers uh, from that 27 to nothing blowout. LaShawn McCoy, 15.4 fantasy points. Finally got back on track. It would have been nice to see him get into the end zone. But I think this was a reassuring sign, Fabs. It was, and the fact that the Eagles could be without Sproles for a couple of weeks, that just bumps up McCoy's value even more. All right, very good. Sunday's top performers. Anyone jump out on the page to you here? Uh, Brandon Oliver, the guy is for real. To think that he opened the season fourth on the depth chart in San Diego, Crazy. it's actually laughable. Are we going to skip over Blake Bortles? <laughs> Close to 20 points. Are we not going to scratch our head with uh, Mike Glennon? <laughs> That's called garbage time, I think. <laughs> I said scratch your head. Garbage time points. You know, I'll points. also say this. Uh, DeMarco Murray, very productive. And I don't think anybody was expecting DeMarco Murray to kind of put the points up that he did uh, on the road against the Legion of Boom in Seattle. I mean, it was crazy. So it was great to see. It's the magical season, man. There you it's go. It's just going to keep Hashtag rolling and rolling. Big game DeMarco. Uh, uh, you're right. Hashtag big game DeMarco. Uh, 
hit me with uh, uh, Peyton Manning. He had himself a nice day as well. Well, he's Peyton Manning. I don't know that there's much else to say about Peyton Manning. We expect this. I mean, throughout the entire season so far, he's shown you what he can do. That's why you played. That's why you drafted him. You know that he's going to be your everyday starter. But I tell you, you know, he's not showing any sign of slowing down. I think he's going to continue to get better. I think we're going to see him at some point put up 40 points this season. It's coming for Peyton Manning. That's, that's down the pipe. You know, if I could say this, Peyton Manning also was actually not at his sharpest. If you actually watch the game, he actually didn't look his best. And yet, even then, three touchdowns. If, there it, you if, go. His, if, your, best, if your best is not well, look 21 at high, points. That highlight right? right there, that wounded duck and Demarius Thomas's by himself. Somehow, some way works for him every single time. One of his favorite targets, of course, Fabs? Demarius Thomas. And some people were worried about him. Two of his first three games, he wasn't very good. But the last two games, my goodness gracious, he is putting up just unbelievable numbers. Unbelievable. Akbar, he's been balling. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's been absolutely balling. There and you go. one of the elite wide receivers in fantasy football. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Start him every week. Starting with confidence, he's rolling right now. Adam Rank, how about yes, Ben Tate in he's, Cleveland? He's been running well. Yeah, he's been fantastic over his last couple of starts since returning from that injury. And as somebody who invested heavily in Terrence West, I must, you know, just say, look, I made a mistake. Ben Tate's been going pretty well. As long as he's still on the field, use him while you can before, you know. I don't want to breathe it into light, but, you know, we all know what I'm talking about. But he's been looking good. That line for the, for the uh, Browns has been pretty good. We'll see how they progress without Alex Mack, who is going to be out for the rest of the season. So we'll see how it happens. We'll and, see. and they've had some stability now at quarterback with Brian Hoyer back there as He's well. And that's helped the running game as well. How about Brandon LaFell? B. LaFell, I know you in the Patriots uh, cafeteria right now watching this fantasy show, and I know you're thinking, like, man, I'm getting tired of these guys saying that the Patriots don't have any wide receivers. <laughs> These last three games, he's giving you some touchdowns. He's giving right? you three touchdowns. This, I mean, when you look at the type of performance he has, he wants to stand out as yeah. Tom Brady's guys, as Tom's Brady guy, and knowing that, look, this is a wide-open competition to be have an elite number one wide receiver. He's showing me something. B. LaFell, I'm calling you out. You can be that guy for Tom Brady. Is he your boy? No, he's not. I don't oh. know him. Okay. <laughs> How about the biggest fantasy disappointments? You don't know him? Uh, from Sunday week six here. Uh, C.J. Spiller, negative points. My goodness, that's tough. Uh, Caught him. <laughs> Let him go. How about, uh, I mean, how about Eddie Lacy, though? Uh, four point. We thought he was back on track, Akbar. I, you know, I thought he was back on track as well. You know, I've been watching film on him all morning, just trying to get a beat of what's going on with Eddie Lacy. That offensive line obviously and clearly needs to, to continue to block better for Eddie Lacy, but his vision, his ability to cut back, I didn't see any of that. You saw him running there again out of the shotgun. You know, when you talk about Eddie Lacy, he doesn't do very well running out of the shotgun, but when you get him running and hitting out of that eye position, that's where he hits it. But there were a couple runs altogether. Eddie Lacy just didn't look himself in the eye or in the shotgun. Hmm, interesting. Fabs, how about Wes Welker? His days as a high-end number two wide receiver mm -hmm. in fantasy are, are all but it? over. over. They're all but over. They've got a lot of mouths to feed there. Demarius Thomas, Julius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. That's uh, the one that's Sanders still last week has been yes. very, very good. Welker, one target against the Jets. One target. That's amazing. Fewer than 100 receiving that's yards in 20 think. straight games. He has one touchdown in his last eight games. Guys, unless you're playing in a bizarro fantasy football league, Walker's not helping you right now. So, are you saying cut him? That's the way I like to play. On bizarro. my reserves. Right, exactly. Not in my lineup. How about Owen Daniels, Emory? Hey, when we talk about the big names of fantasy football, yeah. of course we've got to talk about Owen Daniels. And I know it seems a little silly that he's mixed in here yeah, with yeah. Wes Welker and Eddie Lacy, but Jimmy Graham, 
on a bye week. He looked like a great play because the Pan or excuse me, the Buccaneers have given up a lot of fantasy points to tight end. So you're like, all right, this is a pretty good smart, this is a smart play. I'll go out and plug and play him in right there. And then as I was sitting there, and I'll be honest, I was kind of uh, locked into that Jacksonville game. So I wasn't noticing. And then the scroll comes across. It says, Joe Flacco, five touchdowns. I'm like, how many did go and Daniels get? Zippo. Uh, uh, Keenan <laughs> Allen, do you still believe, Akbar? I do still believe in Keenan Allen. He is. Uh, we saw that last year. We know what he can do. I, I think there are other wide receivers who are starting to uh, come on. I mean, and I think primarily you look at the resurgence and the, and the ability to come back for Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates has really still, I mean, he's taken a lot of from these other wide receivers. He's that main target right now for Phillip Rivers. It's interesting. Malcolm Floyd seems to be taking the long targets. Antonio Gates seems to be taking all the underneath stuff. I don't know where Keenan Allen fits into that offense. He doesn't even seem like a good safety valve right now well, for Phillip Rivers. Remember when we talked to Antonio Gates last week, he said, well, they're rolling coverages his way now, so that's why Malcolm Floyd's open more often. That's why Eddie, Eddie Royal's Royal. having Eddie more Royal. success. So Allen's really been hurt by the fact that he had success last season. Uh, there you go. All right, don't touch that dial. Don't touch these players on the waiver wire either, though, because Akbar, it's a trap. Our list of the players who wouldn't touch, we wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole are just ahead. Stick around. Time for Groom Your Lineup, presented by Head and Shoulders. James Go here with the Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, and Akbar Baja Biamila. Each week, we come through NFL.com's Fantasy Genius Tool to find questions asked by you, the real fans, uh-huh. looking to groom their lineups. If you've got a question for us, go to NFL.com slash genius. Up first, Fabs, it's you. Two wide receivers who had really good breakout games in week six. Who should fantasy fans add, Brandon LaFell or... Malcolm Floyd. I'm going with the more consistent player, which has been Malcolm Floyd. And honestly, he's been the best fantasy receiver in San Diego. Keenan Allen, it hasn't been him. Floyd has scored at least seven fantasy points in every game this year. And he's played extremely well recently. Double-digit fantasy points in each of his last two games. And he's got such a good rapport with Phillip Rivers. It's surprising to me that he isn't owned in more leagues because Keenan Allen has the name value. But Floyd has the numbers. Well, let me tell you something else. This dude, he's got major magic hands, too. Big hands, so he catches everything and anything. Like Just that? like that. <laughs> Just like that. All right, Akbar, I'm going to toss it to you. Okay. Uh, who should I add between these two surprisingly productive running backs? The guy at Atlanta, Anton Smith, or... Ronnie Hillman. I'm going to go Ronnie Hillman, and not because San Diego State, baby. I'm going because this is his backfield. He's got Peyton Manning back there. He's got the the wide receivers out there on the side. So that means they're not necessarily going to stack the box, but he also has good hands too. So he can get involved in the running game and passing game. When I look at Anton Smith, I think about a crowded backfield. Yes, he's going to give you some explosive plays, but you've got Devontae Freeman, Jacquez Rogers, Stephen Jackson, and then you've got the big time wide receivers. There are too many mouths to feed over mm. there. Ronnie Hillman has a great opportunity to continue to do it. And he rushed for 100 yards against the New York Jets, and that's a very good defensive front. That was Groom Your Lineup, presented by Head and Shoulders. All right, we're going to have more of our top priorities on the waiver wire for Week 7 in just a bit. But first, let's check in with Adam Rank for every touchdown Uh from every game. You know it. Or close to it anyways. With our weekly look at plays, that helped absolutely no one. Thanks, James. Yeah, it sure seemed that way. And each week, we take a look back at those unheard of players who robbed precious fantasy points from the guys we actually started on Sunday. It's a tearjerker for some curtain jerkers in a segment we like to call That Helps No One. Let's go to the video, and we will start in Tampa Bay. Joe Flacco dealing. He's got a 5'9 dynamo in his sights, but it's not 89. 
It's Michael Campanero, which if you ask me, kind of sounds like a bad Italian restaurant you'd find at the airport. Hey, let's go eat at Campanero's. Well, 21 people actually picked him up. I don't know if they started him, but they did pick him up. So obviously the Yelp reviews were helpful. But for that, touchdown. That helps no one. Stay here. Flacco heating up like one of the players from NBA Jam. He's on fire. But instead of Torrey Smith, it's Kumar Aiken. That's right. Who? Kumar Aiken has No. No. Why would you go with that one? It's Flacco and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> but instead of burgers and touchdowns, we get a big fat helping of nothing with the side up. That helps no one. Meadowlands surprised Geno Smith throwing touchdowns for his own team, actually. Here he goes to Eric <laughs> How Decker. Dare you. No, 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 wait. It's, That's that Jay Samaro. Uh, do you know what Amaro means in Italian, my friend? What's that mean? It means bitter. Yes, I'm very bitter right now because that touchdown, that. That, that helps no one. Tennessee, Bishop Sankey poised to be Get the one-man band down in Nashville. No, no, no. 44. Colonel Ken Wisenhunt has other ideas because this goes to Jackie Battle. Oh, why can't you see what you're doing to me? Because I had Sankey in my flex. <laughs> We can't go on together because that helps no one. So does your voice. Buffalo, Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady, triple coverage to David Kims. He doesn't care. Who He's putting it in our face. Yeah, there he goes. Announcing that? himself. David, Brian Timms. Brian Timms. Is that, is that, is that uh, I'm sorry, Sean I got Kimps? you. Confused. Is that one of Sean Kimps' kids? No. Yes. Oh, Not what? even close, Akbar. That what? reference what? and that touchdown, I have to say, that helps no one. Oakland, we'll get it back. For most of us, we're just waiting around for the Chargers to get back onto the field so the guys we actually started could score. So Derek Carr goes, all right, That's I'm going to throw it to Andre Holmes. Now he's your boy? He's your guy, Andre Holmes, hammering it home with a sledgehammer. He's but about to disappear. Bryce Butler. No, it's not. No, it's not. Who is that? You don't even know because <laughs> that helps no one. How about this one? Here we go. The pride of San Joaquin Valley is at it again. This is the oh, one. There we go. That guy is That's quick. Bryce Butler. That's Bryce, Bryce Butler. Butler. Oh, now you can I see him. He went to San Diego State. Oh, we show the gosh. second touchdown again. Yes, because he went to San Diego State, and he deserves two of them. Well, guess what? <laughs> that helps no one. We'll keep going. Seattle, if the Legion of Boom is How about here. The Cowboys? There it is, oh. Jason Witten. No? No? No. It's Gavin Escobar. He went to San Diego State. Yes! San Diego oh, State. He's ruling that helps no one. I was going to say, San Diego State has an entire university to that. I say, that helps no one. I'm not participating He just there. protested that one. Done it. Done it. Done it. Done it. I, I, I. There it is. Of course, Cam Newton is dealing, so he has to hand it off to Fozzie Whitaker. Metal wounds. They're not healing. Life's a bitter shame. We're going off the rails because that helps no one. All right, let's take a look at some more fantasy players. That helped absolutely no one. There are a lot of them this week. How about Robert Woods, though? Getting on the board? There was Bobby Woods. A little bit of extra attention for yes, that's, no, that's, that's a name that I'm excited about. Yeah. Jarvis when Landry, you've got a lot of wideout is going on Revis Island. There you go. Now, remember, if you want to see your tweets featured on the show, like Super Mario right there, who used every T-H-N-O hash, or, uh, catchphrase. <laughs> well done by him. Use the hashtag. That helps no one when you the see a fantasy rails, score. Man. That helps no one. You might just see your tweet featured on the show. And right now, a drum roll, please. Oh, it's time it? for the That Helps No One Hall of Famer, Gavin Escobar. Yeah. Nice. There he is. Yeah. Gavin
Robin Escobar, one of the most. Escobar. It's a controversial you call. You know that it's not a good thing to be on this. Board, you realize. Right? No, 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 well, if you think about thing. it, if you think about it, Demarco Murray could have used another touchdown. Des yes. Bryant could have used another touchdown. There's a lot of guys there in Dallas who could have used touchdowns. So Gavin, he robbed from some pretty good teams. Now. We're coming back with a handful of players you absolutely should not pick up in week seven. Here, when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Don't go this away. Is bad. No, this is a good no, thing. This this is, not. is it good? Escobar. Congratulations. Intercepted. Annual screening saves lives. Help finish the fight against breast cancer by visiting NFL.com slash pink to celebrate the NFL and American Cancer Society's first ever a crucial catch day on October 25th. All right, wrapping up here on NFL Fantasy Life presented by Bose with three players that are available, with those players rather, that are available in most leagues that our experts would use the number one waiver priority on in week seven. Fabs, get us started. It's got to be Ronnie Hillman, and it's not because he went to San Diego State. State. Uh, (laughs) Go Aztecs. It's because the questions that we had about him were answered against the Jets. Was he going to be the featured back? Yes. 27 touches. C.J. Anderson didn't have a carry. Juan Thompson didn't have double-digit carries. It was Hillman's role. And now while Monte Ball is out, this is the guy that you can actually start as a low RB2, but more of a flex starter in most leagues. All right, how about Jeremy Hill for you, Akbar? Well, I love the fact that he paid homage to Icky Woods and did the Icky Shuffle, but we saw that. I mean, he's a big-time back. I mean, he's a big-body back. And I think even, too, when we saw the little scare with Giovanni Bernard, I mean, you know that he can handle the load. He can hit the – he's a – He's a really good power runner, and that's what makes me a fan of him. So you can pick him up off the waiver wire and expect that perhaps he's going to start getting more and more of those goal line carries as well. I literally can pick him up because the guy who's leading my league of record dropped Jeremy Hill. He's like a a real-life version of Taco. But I like Tim Wright because, uh, as we talked about earlier in the show, I am somebody who used a first-round pick on Jimmy Graham, which means I'm going to be in the market for a tight end. And here it is. Wright has scored receiving touchdowns in consecutive games slowly but surely getting into the mix for the Patriots. And remember, they dealt Logan Mankins to get this guy. So obviously they like the film on him, like his ability, and is somebody that I could probably trust. And I love the fact that they're going back to this two tight end set now. Oh. This is, I mean, we haven't seen that since Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Having both of those guys, you know, being able to do that, that's huge in, in, in their passing game. Big. All right, every week there's always guys, too, that are a little bit of a fantasy mirage. Uh, they put up some numbers that week, but, you know, not necessarily worth a pickup. Who do you see this week who fits that role? Well, Fozzie Whitaker scored a touchdown for the Carolina Panthers against the Cincinnati Bengals in what was a very tough matchup, but I'm not buying into Fozzie Whitaker. No, thank you. Adam, if we're looking at tight ends, Jason Morrow and Amaro's Italian four. Bitter. Bitter. I'd be very bitter if I ended up picking (laughs) up this guy because it comes down to me as the quarterback. Tom Brady is throwing to Tim Wright. Geno Smith is throwing to Amaro, so I would just put Wright up a little bit higher. <laughs> there you go. How about for you, Akbar? It, it has to be Andre Holmes. I mean, yes. You don't he, believe? No, I don't believe. He's and, a Raider. Yeah, I know wow. he's a Raider, but it, look, I, I don't know what this offense is. I don't know what it's going to mature to. Good point. We, we've got to see what, what's going to end up happening. All right, there you go. If you want to see more players you should steer clear of on the waiver wire, including a pair of Week 6 Top t- uh, 10 Fantasy Scores, sign up for NFL now. It's free and easy to sign up and get our exclusive fantasy content and more on NFL.com slash now. All right, Tuesday, we're back with our most targeted wide receivers of the week. Find out who's getting the looks when NFL Fantasy Live returns Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL Now. You go into your shower feeling tired. 
But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.